Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 141. We are your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brady Noski. I'm Devin Duree. And I'm Charlie Smith. And I'm Luis Gonzalez. Today on The Inner Gamer, we talk about some games we played last week being Everybody's Golf, Divinity, a little bit, uh, and then Rayman's Legends. Moving into our news for the week, we have Call of Duty has dropped their World War II story trailer, and we give our opinions on that. Epic accidentally allows crossplay between Xbox One and PS4. PUBG has some legal action being taken place against Battle Royale. Epic Games. Epic Games, man. Uh, Tokyo Game Show had their uh, display, which was awesome, so we give our thoughts on that. And then for our discussion topic this week, it's all about Destiny. More importantly, it is our in-depth look at the difference between Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. What's good, Hmm. what's bad what's improved, what is happening, and all of our thoughts in between. So please stick around, tune in. Brett, cue the music. Welcome to the It is September 26, 2017. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you like what you hear, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or tell a friend. It's actually now easier to leave a review now that they've updated the podcast app. So go yeah. onto our page, leave us a review, and say all the good things you like about us. Now let's talk about some video Gee, games, thanks. guys. Yeah. So warm and fuzzy. Well, we just give us the five stars. Just give us the five stars. Yes, yeah. <laughs> five. I'm back. five. Guys, back. I'm back. What's I've up, had, man? Uh, a few uh, few run-ins uh, these past few weeks. Didn't really have a lot of time on my schedule. With a law. But I'm back, huh. and I'm ready to talk about video games. Yep. Namely, about everybody's golf. Guys, this game came out about a month and a half ago, and it is a game for everybody, and it is a golf game for everybody. All right. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's like Super Mario. I mean, it's Hot Shots Golf, if you've ever played that on the play. Yes. Yeah. Negatory. And Long time really ago. What, what, so, fun fact, Everybody's Golf is actually the name of the game overseas. It's been Hot Shots Golf branded in the United States since forever, and they just said, screw that, and they brought Everybody's Golf, the name as well, to the States, and it's a great game. I've it's, always uh, wondered why they do the naming conventions differently in different places. I've never I understood that. I think it's a that. marketing thing. Yeah. I think it's a marketing different thing. Different demographics. Well, Basically, yeah. Like, I don't understand the Hot Shots Everybody's thing. Like, how did yeah. they do research to determine that everybody's wouldn't be as recept like as received here in the states versus Hot right. Shots? But I, I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but it is a golf game. Uh, if you've ever played any of the Mario Golf games or any of the other Hot Shots games, it's that. The difference with Everybody's Golf is they've kind of taken a weird, kind of open world approach to it. So typical of all golf games is. You have a little slider at the bottom. You click X twice, and then you, you know, determine your power, and then you hit the golf ball. And it sounds weird to hear it that way, but mm. it's a great couch co-op game, and uh, you can play through matches very quickly. And I guess what makes everybody's golf so cool is this new kind of open world uh, aspect to it. Is uh, where you normally you'd start a nine-hole tournament or a you know three-par tournament or a pitch and putt tournament or whatever. Now you can just get in your little golf cart and drive around the golf course and decide what hole you want to play <laughs> with your friends. So if you jump online with like four other friends, you all can just get in your golf carts and run around and decide on yeah. a hole you want to play and then just go play it. I imagine that the whole gar- golf cart situation gets a little 
crazy because I know my friends, like we get golf carts, they're going to just try to run each other over <laughs> and slam into trees and just see it's exactly it's, what it's going. It's going to quickly turn into an episode of Jackass. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great. Where only and the feelings are hurt. <laughs> I, and uh, it's so strange to, to recommend a game like Everybody's Golf to everybody, but it really is that fun. <laughs> if I, like, it's. Well, they got become, the name right then. They really did. Uh, it's a very easy to pick up game. It's skill wise, it's just about timing. It's more about understanding literally the lay of the land, just like in golf. Is sure you have to take into account the wind. So when you hit it and it's the, the wind's going really fast one direction, you have to make sure you're not hitting it too far in that direction, or it's going to blow off into the water, like stuff like that. Right. But then there's you know that layer that makes it a very gamey game, or not gamey. That's the wrong way to put it, but a very not golf game. So you have custom clubs. You can uh, you know, put back in top spin. You can customize your character, which has got to be the coolest thing. Uh, the character customization, you can make any character you want. You can make like a baby and play as a baby. You can make oh boy, uh, I don't know, like anything really. Like my guy right now looks like me, but pretty soon he'll probably look uh, very different because you can just do that. You can just change your character's appearance, which is pretty cool. All right. uh, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's, I'd give it a dig for sure. I'd, as far as uh, how you can play it and why it's so appealing, I'd say because you can play it with anybody. Like the other day, my buddies came over and we were having a few drinks and I just said, hey, we'll play some everybody's golf. They're like, all right, let's do it. You can play with one controller. So you just hand it off to each other as you're playing the course, just like oh, you would yeah. normal golf. So you can just hand it off to each other and you just keep playing and playing. And it's uh, it gets pretty tense. I mean, like sometimes uh, because the game can be so one-to-one as in everybody can get to the green pretty easily it becomes it comes down to all right you have to you have to make this 50 yard punt punt 50 yard <laughs> punt. Yeah, i do sorry, the sports balls oh yeah football's going on right now i'm doing this podcast instead bunch of thank you man <laughs> sacrifices uh, yeah. you have those like little moments and i think that's what makes this game really really cool is the ability for it to appeal to so many people while doing you know nothing out of the ordinary or you know, particularly you know, new and enticing, uh, but it it's fun. It, I give it a dig. It is for everybody, and if you ever get a chance, man, it's only I think forty bucks. So whenever it drops in price, you should definitely get it because it's freaking fun. Yeah, I like super Japanese. I'd like to play it. it. It's not you know, it's it's not very technical necessarily, right? I mean, you mentioned like the oh, win and stuff like that. that, but it's not like to the level of Madden or NHL or anything like that. Oh, it's no, a very no, simple, no, no, no. like casual. Mm. Everybody, let's play golf. What yeah. uh, what systems can we pick this up on? Just PlayStations, PlayStation excuse. Blah, blah, blah. All right, man, PlayStations. Yeah, it, this one came out of nowhere, man. This is uh, I'm kind of addicted to this game. All right, it's easy pick up and drop off. But uh, if y'all get a chance, even if you don't like golf, which a lot of people don't, because golf is weird, old man sport. Yeah, <laughs> I like but it's golf, fun, man. Oh, it's so fun. I'm thinking about it now. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm gonna. I want to pick it up. I want to play it. You should. You should. And uh, we'll I go was, I golf karting. Um, I'm gonna help, dude. Yeah. Is it, it takes a while to get your golf cart, but I'm gonna go play with Joseph soon. <laughs> is it? Nice. Is it full retail price right now? I think so, but you can find discounts on it everywhere. It's nice. only been out for about a month, but it's they sell extremely well. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if this already cracked a million copies sold. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a great series, man. It's awesome. Don't uh, don't knock golf games. They're they're fun and they're kind of easy, but they're still fun. Still fun. I used to be super addicted to golf games. Like I played the hell out of them. Just like I mean, I was like a golf game guy, a racing game guy, and an NFL blitz guy. Mm. Those are my go tos. 
I know games, man. whenever me and my buddies hop on GTA 5 online, it's all about Go that on the golf. golf course. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> golf course. Yeah. If they were to add more, you know, courses, that'd be fucking great. But. Right, right. Next time, oh, GTA it's, it's 6. Definitely next time. It's a classic. Oh, GTA 6, <laughs> the PGA Tour. In 2025, <laughs> GTA 6. Um, so you've been playing some other games, Louise. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, so, so for the just disclaimer here, my gaming library has been sort of limited and limited as in I've only wanted to play everybody's golf and rocket league for the past like two weeks. But mm-hmm. I have been able to dabble in a couple of games, one of which I'm going to speak of now that I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get addicted to today and never stop playing ever. Which is <laughs> Divinity Original Sin Two. Now I never played the first one and it had been recommended to me forever. Devin recommended it to me when yeah. he still had a PC, but yep. I don't know what happened. I doesn't have a PC, and now he's a peasant again. Back uh, to being a pleb. Oh. We'll get him. We'll get him back oh. there. Uh, we'll all be back. We'll all be back. But Divinity Original Sin is essentially D and D in video game form. It is just super super cool. Again, I'm not. I don't want to give a full on review or give my comments, but I just want to say uh, it's point and click uh, adventure RPG. You have it's turn based. Uh, you use essentially ability points to move around the map, uh, and you you know just like any other RPG, you have a party, you have a a race, you have a clan and profession. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do. Uh, very story based, which is definitely just unmatched so far. I've only played about an hour or two, but the decisions you make and seeing them sort of unfold in front of you is just. It's extremely welcome, and it kind of makes me understand why D&D is so exhilarating as an actual you know, tabletop thing that people do. It makes me really want to jump in and play it. But if you like any RPGs at all, Diablo style, or I'm trying to think of old school, like Dungeon Siege, which is a very old one. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Dungeon Siege was what's good. Up? That's what's uh, up. Those types of games, like fuck, even RuneScape if you want to go that far, but just... <laughs> If you like those kinds of games, I think you'd really enjoy this one, even though I've only played for a little bit. There's also multiplayer components, so I think you can... If, Devin, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Divinity Original Sin, the original, might have um, uh, this exact feature, but I think you can just take on the story as a group, as in all four players. They each take on a role, and then they go and kind of quest on their own. Yeah, I mean, the first one was only co-op, so there could only be two players who play in it. Um, mm, that okay. with, with Divinity 2 expanding that into a full party like that's even more exciting um like because it'll be like a full round D party essentially so mm-hmm. this this is yeah. this is so exciting to me like i am i am beyond jealous that you get to play this right now yeah it's i think right now it's four players but they're looking to expand it because i think five or six would be ultimate for for us to kind of jump in and play but uh surface level Loving this game. I can see why it is so beloved across the, uh, the PC stratosphere, if you'll call it that, RPG sure, sure. Uh, group. But I'm excited to keep jumping in, man. It looks super great. It's really nice and stylized. It's high fantasy, which a lot of times you kind of miss in, in video games these days because there always has to be some sort of yeah, technology embedded into something or what have yeah. you. Yeah, there's a there's quite a bit of nerdiness in it, and I'm loving Divinity so far. But um, I'll jump in some more. I'll come back next week, maybe a couple weeks from now, and give you my full uh, review of the game. Other than that, on the Switch, guys, lots of demos. I hope that you guys are playing these demos. I know 
Project Octopath Traveler has been a topic. Yes. Sure. It's awesome. Another, yeah. I'm I all I want is for that game to come out. Do me too. And then uh Pokemon Tournament came out. Oh, that's right. That came out on Friday. Yep. Oh, we should play that one. We should play that one. I'm I'm thinking about buying it. I'm thinking about it. We should we should I'll all get together you. and we'll fight I'll each fight other you. with a lot Pokemon. of fighting games I'll this fight year. You. A lot of fighting games. Yeah. I, I still want to talk about that because we've literally every single fighting game that could come out has come out this year, which is <laughs> amazing. Including a Pokemon. Oh, and to, uh, if only fighters fight. I, I'll never get over that. Dragon Ball Z fighters yeah. came out this year. That would be a sleeper game of the year. Just what did you, you saw the, uh, the Xenoverse that came out, Dragon Ball Xenoverse or whatever it's called. Uh, Xenoverse isn't great. I've played yeah. that. It's, it's but, interesting. But yeah, the fighter Z or whatever it's called is pretty cool. That would be pretty awesome. But what's really cool uh, is actually this game I'm, I'm talking about here. It came out on the Wii U about four or five years ago called Rayman Legends. Yeah. It's Ooh. probably one of the best platformers either in the last 10 years, possibly ever. It's uh, If you've wow. never played a Rayman game, it's actually a really, really neat universe. Aside from the whole Rabbids thing. I don't I don't know when Rabbids came into the, to the Rayman universe, but I never played a Rayman game with Rabbids in it until Mario Plus. But Rayman Legends is a platformer, man, and it's it's a fan freaking tastic platformer. It's really yeah. tight. It's very difficult, uh, and there's a lot of nuance in it. There's yeah. just like in in like a Ori types where you don't just jump from place to place. You're jumping. You're punching. You're using your environment to your advantage. You're using momentum, uh, you know, ground pounds, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Rayman also kind of puts another layer on top of that. So what made this sort of series of Rayman games, I don't remember what the first one was called, uh, but Rayman Legends uh, kind of follows suit in that it has a bunch of different modes you can go about. So because Rayman Legends was put onto touchscreen consoles, there's a whole complete other side of the game that you can go and play that's only touchscreen. You can play this weird football game, and by football I mean soccer, with <laughs> yeah. other players. Like it's the weirdest thing. Actual you just put football. your Joy-Cons. Yeah, it's actually where the football. ball is touched by the foot mainly. Yeah, I forgot what it's something footy is what it's called. Oh my um, gosh! <laughs> and that's all on top of the actual game, which is running around, going through levels, collecting items, and you know, beating baddies and bosses and stuff. And uh, it's just really beautiful too. Uh, again, I've only played the the demo, which is available on the Switch eShop. Just like a bunch of other demos are, you should be jumping on those if you do have a Switch. Does the uh, uh, the Switch demo? Uh, I remember playing the Wii U demo back at the local GameStop uh, long few years ago. You know, where, is it the same demo where you run through and you go to the the Black Betty level? No, um, so that's no? the other layer, right? Um, that's all the music that, that it incorporates. Yeah. So that's a different game mode, actually. Uh, uh-huh. That is that layer where. Every level you play, you have to jump to the beats and right. you grind to like the the like refrains and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. there's all this really cool stuff, and obviously the better you are on tempo, the, the better your score is going to be. That's actually a separate uh, separate mode. Then they actually have huh. normal platforming stuff. But yeah, that that is playable in there. The demo is actually extremely dense. There's a lot of stuff to do. I you could probably put in four or five hours into the, just a demo, which is pretty awesome. Dang! Wow. But again, I've only played about. I only play. Yeah, you definitely should. I've only played about forty-five minutes, but it's a, it's a very good game, man. Man, I'm, I'm very much debating buying it for only forty bucks. I think it might actually be thirty bucks for the full game. 
steal, really. Even though it is a definitive edition of a game that came out a while yeah, back. Yeah, I'm absolutely... It was trapped on a console like the Wii U. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely going to have to play it on the Switch, the demo, because I, I think I've played it on the Wii U and the Xbox. Um, I'm pretty sure it came out on the Xbox. Uh, it was on the Xbox. Yeah, I think I, so. Yeah, the 360, I, yeah, I think. Yeah, I had it yeah. as well. Um, and I, I played the crap out of it on oh, both dude, consoles. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd Loved love to it. see what else is going on. Yeah, this game deserves to live on a console like the Switch, man. It is. Oh um, man, yeah. It's yeah. so tight. It's so tight. It's it's like a little bit floaty, which is the perfect thing to add to a platformer, in my opinion, because it kind of gives you uh, less of a. Um, I don't know. We can get into platformers another day, but Rayman Legends. I definitely dig the demo. Yeah, I definitely see demo. it as a Switch thing because, like, I think of the Switch and I think, like, what would I really love to play at home and in an airport? You know, like yeah. when I'm doing something else, like, bam. Quick, like sweet platform level just, things, bam, yeah. You know, and just knock it out. Um, oh, uh, if only we could get Ori, man. Oh my Microsoft god! Oh, I, be, oh. I, be, I bet we'll I would, see that I before would long. Jeans, man. Well, we can't. It's Microsoft Game Studios. Yeah, we Microsoft were talking about needs to open yeah. up. They just need to just let it happen already. God, do it. We got a lot of that going on today. In yeah. the discussions, you know, with the whole Sony thing and Cup right. Um, Austin was playing a game yesterday that I, he's not here today. He's working, but he was playing a game called Kingdom New Lands on the Switch. Did you guys see that? It's like a tower. Yeah, he was, a, he, tower he was trying to get us to play that one. Yeah, yeah. Tower defense. So man. he's gonna he's gonna talk about it next week probably. But I just want to comment on it for a second that that game is like super super interesting. Like you're just like this king person on a horse that goes around and like gives money to your peasants essentially and has them build stuff to defend your base. And you start building more and more and you send people out to collect money. And you also have a guy that does trading with other civilizations. And the music in this game is just incredible. Like I was sitting there, we were eating dinner and there was a, uh, he had the music on the background. I was like, this is just good, soothing music just to chill (laughs) and just relax too. Like I had a glass (laughs) of wine. I was like, this is perfect. That's always I like this. I like this. Actually, the music was developed, uh, developed, was written uh, and produced by Hans Zimmer. Oh, really? That would explain it. Damn. <laughs> oh, I was like, Damn. that Amazing. like blows my mind. I actually thought That's you were going to say the guy that did, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that did um, Hyperlight Drifters music. And oh, yeah. That, that he, uh, guy, Disaster Piece. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's awesome. He's good, man. So anyway. King, now I have Kingdom Newlands. Yeah. Kingdom, it's, it look, kind of looks like it has a, um, if I remember correctly, if I'm thinking of the right game, it kind of has a, a weird, uh, the icon at least. Kind of gives off like those freemium vibes. Yeah, it it's like a like cheap a looking game. game yeah, mm. um, but it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, it's it's a simple kind of. There's a process to it. You know, you just you you kind of grind. You do the same thing over and over and just expand outward. But those kind of games are nice when you're break, taking a break from like Destiny, where it's just everything's Destiny. happening and there's so much you got to get involved with. You this can, is just simple. You can take a break from Destiny. Nobody no. told me this. What <laughs> 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 have I been doing for the last few uh. weeks? Well, little did you know, we're starting a counseling session, and it's a uh, it's called "Save Yourself from Destiny." It's, I need it's every an intervention Tuesday. at this point. <laughs> need awesome. an intervention. Well, we are going to take teams anonymous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, good. we are going to take an intermission and yeah. take a short break and come back with our video game news. So stay tuned, and yeah. we'll be back shortly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of good news. All right. You're listening to the Inner Gamer. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we will share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry, starting with 
Call of Duty World War II. They've released a story trailer. And man. Man. Did it get real quick. Yes. Real fast, yeah. I like the personal, like, approach to this. You yeah. know, it's it's not this grander, like... Overarching, yeah. You're not. You're not. The settlement looking, defense front is coming to kill us all. No, you're. You're looking at it. It wasn't so much about like the grand scale of the of the European theater. This is all we're we're pulling it in. We're zooming into like the <laughs> some real real rough stuff to look at. Yeah, the real yeah. nitty gritty of like yeah the concentration camps, yeah. the Holocaust itself. You know, and it makes me think: Are we going to have an issue where people will get now it, it it could very well happen because I mean the Holocaust was a huge fucking deal. Yeah. People could get very upset about this. I mean, we, right. we got upset about that scene in that one call of duty game where you shoot up an airport. The airport. Yeah. yeah you know? the, no, the no Russian mission. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we should be okay as long as we aren't the Nazis in this situation. Man, here's hoping you know? or, um, and even, even more to the point, like, you know, a lot of historians or, uh, really people who are just closely affected by yeah that it i mean that i think the best outcome that we could have is that we see you know some sort of like prison break scenario and mm. maybe maybe actual holocaust survivors could look at it and say they hit it on the head right here they really got it and they really captured how terrible it was now people can see how i saw but i mean that that's that's a tall order Right. That's a real tall order. So they're they're going in some dangerous ground here, but the gameplay looked fantastic. Looks really good, and yeah. I like that they they have a recruit from Texas, which is kind of cool, relatable, you know. Yeehaw. And yeah, and I like that they're. I mean, I kind of wish they weren't starting at the storming of the beaches of Normandy because you know been there, done that many times in games. Sure, sure. But I feel like it'll be interesting to see it from a modern day perspective from graphics and the intensity of sound design now and like just the action that you can throw in there oh yeah but i like some of the references that they made to like having hurt her chin and uh battle of the bulge and things of yeah. that nature like those will be those i have fond memories of those in past games so i think that'll be oh yeah cool to revisit those those experiences and it looks it looks beautiful i'm, I mean, I'm just excited so we're done with like the whole future warfare shit for you now. Know, for now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just went so overboard with all of that. It yeah. got it got so grandiose yeah. and it just got like the screen just got so busy with everything that you're oh watching. God. Like like you're 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 having to deal with dudes double jumping and running on walls and popping out of water and like flying in the air and shit and <laughs> on backpacks that can shoot you yeah. and, other, and other gizmos out there you're like i just wanted to just shoot some of my friends not yeah. just let's throw it's a uav classic. up in the air and just have them like fly around then we're gonna drop bombs everywhere what if, what if now it's like they've got a pigeon in the air yeah. you know <laughs> i mean they had that battlefield one or but ba- that, yeah that, that kind of made sense though because it was right. it was like it was like we're sending a message and right. the other team can like shoot the pigeon down right but how silly would it be if it's like like assassin's creed origins pigeon like like some guys, like I'm warging with it. It's good. I see. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's 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 taking a step too far. Right. That's funny. They well, should cool. just go further back in time, dude. They should dude. go all the <laughs> way back to like medieval times, and then have a Call of Duty freaking Cru- Call of Duty Crusades, Crusades or something. Deus fault. <laughs> I've always really wanted a really good medieval knight fighting game. Call I mean, of Duty War of the Roses. 
Oh, oh man. that's good. Yeah. Well, that was kind of For Honor for a second. Well, that's what like I was so excited yeah. about For Honor when that was announced, and then it just and then didn't the players satisfied. And then the players mean. ruined that yeah. game. Damn players! Mean. Apparently, Fuck you, Orochis of the world. Apparently, they've been ruining Overwatch a little bit too as of late. I've been hearing yeah. them talk about that quite a bit of like sour people Everyone's getting so into the game on that game dude it's weird because it started didn't out the opposite yeah didn't blizzard make a whole video just yeah. about genji yeah. trying to destroy a troll basically i mean it wasn't a troll it was right. a scary ass demon metaphor of yeah. yeah it was a big metaphor of like stop bitching we're working yeah be friendly guys yeah um so the there's topic. this game Fortnite that we had charlie talk about for a little bit we yeah. have a video on youtube.com slash in a gamer you can check that out check it out um so Epic Games develops Fortnite, and they came out and accidentally implemented crossplay between Xbox and PS4. Accidentally, quote unquote, which I find to be hilarious. That it was just an accident that yeah. it released, and everybody's been wanting this for so long. I mean, like I would love to play Destiny with Charlie on yeah, his Xbox, yeah. and vice versa. And you know, like I know you have the or Devin, you have it on two systems. I literally had to buy Destiny to on two not systems. Have to buy it on it's two rough. systems, yeah, and spend all that time. And to know that it's just a flip of a switch, it's like, come on, guys, just, yeah, it would make everything huge and wonderful. Oh it my would god! Be. But yeah. instead, Sony likes a huge and not wonderful stick up its ass. <laughs> not coming out it's not coming out it's lodged deep in there just, just oh boy it's very deep wow oh shit yeah well there you have it sony sick bird on sony i mean i mean yeah. Good job. I mean, yeah i mean i mean fortnite accidentally has this and everybody's yeah. loving it and then sony I, I don't know had to be the the bad guy and swoop swoop in and Take the day away from everybody. Hopefully they'll open up at some point. I mean, it's it just doesn't make sense to me because they have so many good properties that they own and manage. They're not going to lose their well, think about, brand ambassadors, I feel like. I mean, Destiny has a lot of Sony exclusives. Right. Think about how much money they got oh, yeah. in order to be like, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do this or that, you know? Yeah. They're, I don't know. Big old stick. Speaking of Epic Games, they've also announced a version of Fortnite mm. called Fortnite Battle Royale and yeah, yeah. the creators of Player Knowns Battlegrounds uh Blue Hole are considering legal action because of how similar this game mode is to Battlegrounds. Yeah. Oh so, boy. So have you guys seen videos of like what Battlegrounds or Battle Royale looks like in Fortnite like how you start up in like a bus in the air and you parachute out, but you're actually with a glider that you glide down and essentially it's an open world and you go and collect stuff and gear and you fight people until there's one man left and there's a circle, like an electric it, field that closes, it in. closes in. It is just like it. But I wonder, are they fair to say that this is something that they can go with, take legal action on? Because to me, battle Royale has become a genre like a first-person shooter, I I don't think. Where so. do you draw the line? The, the, you know? It sounds it sounds way too similar. I mean, nobody. Yeah. I mean, could you say that somebody did that before PUBG? Yeah, yeah, that's what PUBG was. PUBG yeah. was a mod of Arma Three, which has been existed since Arma One. There's right. also H1Z1. There was also Rust and DayZ. They're all the same. Yeah. Okay. They're so all these kind of similar, very similar games. So PUBG wasn't the first to do this. No. Well, I mean, it's all been Brendan Green who developed this idea of 
you have a hundred players and then it condenses down like the thing gets smaller. Like he developed, he worked on King of the Kill or whatever it's called with H1Z1. Okay. And right. then he made this with the help of Player Knowns Battleground. So for him, this has been his thing. But this is like Blue Hole, the company that he's working with, which is some, I think they're a Japanese company or Korean company or something like that, that is developing this game with him. And they're upset that this is basically for them. They feel like they have a copyright on this idea but I don't know if they do, or mm, patent, yeah. or whatever no, you want to call I, it. So, no I, really quick, before we continue talking about yeah. it this way, there was a clarifying statement that was just released, and I don't think it's about the idea. I think it's about Epic Games. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. It's not, so I, It's the I fact that they didn't come to talk to them about it before they developed it. That was That was the overlying issue, was that they didn't know that this existed until Epic Games brought it out to the public and was like, hey, this exists. Ah uh, yes, so I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, Louise, because that was that was the overarching idea was that they were like, why didn't you talk to us about this? We should have had a conversation. Yeah. It's like that bar that was Stranger Themes, Stranger Things themed, and they that they called the upside it. down, yeah, yeah, and then then the the writers of Stranger Things had to be like, hey, they sent them a really nice. It was it was actually very funny. It was nerdy and poignant, but at the there. same time, it was a cease and desist. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Very nice um, one, though. I don't know, Louise, what do you think about this? I'm honestly okay with it. I think competition is good for something yeah. like this. Although PUBG will, is probably going to remain untouchable for a very long time. They're, I mean, if someone comes around, say, for example, if, and this is a, man, I wish this was the case thing. Imagine if Kojima was still at Konami and they took the Fox engine from Metal Gear Solid Five and made a battle royale type game. Ooh, that would be, oh man, I mean, that would yeah. be a lot of people shifting over. At least I'd imagine so. I would play the so shit out of that. I'm okay with this. I really don't care. I mean, I'm going to go try Fortnite now that it's going to be free. Right. And, I mean, that definitely is going to be a uh, something that you know makes people kind of check it out at least. So, but PUBG's made their money and they're going to continue to make money. But I don't think they're in any real danger, but it will be nice to see how this helps push them to make the game better and faster. So is it going to be free now? Uh, because I think it's next update? year it's going to be free. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. Now, yeah. well, well, have this, to wait no, until this update will be free. No, the update, you can just play this mode right. free on the 26th. Yeah. Oh. And I think it's going to be that way for a long That's time. Interesting. That yeah. is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the huh. same boat as you are, Louise. I feel like... PUBG, their people have been kind of reacting somewhat, uh, especially Brendan Green, I guess, immaturely, like with the way that he reacted to Dr. Disrespect and the back and forth with that. I mean, I I get it where he was coming from, but it's it's a different situation now because he's in the he's in the public limelight. And like this particular thing, I feel like is a emotional reaction to the situation. Like, oh, that's my thing. Like, why are you copying me? But Battle Royale as it stands, is a genre of a game. It is not like a game. It is a yeah. genre of a game. Even beyond that, it's an idea of just yeah. combat. I yeah, I mean, it's kind survival. of like uh, the, yeah. the, the the survival game, like yeah. Rust and Ark, survival, whatever, and all those types of games are a genre of games. So Fortnite doing this, like there's going to be five more Battle Royales by the end of next year probably. With the phrase "battle royale" God. that PUBG just happened to coin, the the whole thing is just eerily similar to the Hunger Games battle royale movie 
yeah. debate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where that's I'm sure that's where his idea came from when Brendan Green put it together. He was like, Hey, Hunger Games is cool. Let's make this thing where there's a hundred people. And I actually read that there's another game coming out that's gonna be just like PUBG, except four hundred players in a server. John <laughs> the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Four hundred people. And 400. the and the win is gonna go to the guy that hides in the bathtub. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading more about this. Yeah. Wow. This is uh this is weird. I'm not really sure where to stand on this. I feel like there was things that were done wrong on both ends, but yeah. I just want a really cool battle royale games. Like imagine an Overwatch battle royale game. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Holy shit. Really any battle royale game would be amazing. Oh yeah. It it is odd though. Like whenever you see like the videos from the battle royale for Fortnite, I mean it is eerily similar. Like it the same idea of you drop, like instead of a plane, you're in a bus. And when you drop out, instead of a parachute, you're dropping out with a glider. When you drop in, the map actually looks the same almost. Like it's similar idea of the map. And the electric field is the exact same idea. Are there vehicles? Like, no. That's the one difference, which is interesting. They don't, they have vehicles in the world, but you can't drive the right. vehicles. You can just smash Which the actually makes it kind of not as good because... You know, vehicles make a big part of that game. Yeah, rolling around with your buddies. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. But anyway, so that's what's happening right now. We'll see what happens next week when Battle Royale actually comes out for Fortnite. And um, yeah. Hmm. So Hmm. Tokyo Game Show. It's a smaller game show that takes place, obviously, in Tokyo, Japan. And I feel like the biggest presence there is with Sony and there's been some announcements that have been revealed from that show. So we're going to kind of go through a few of those. The biggest, yeah. most notable one I feel like is monster hunter world launches in January, 2018. Everybody's Thank losing you. their fucking shit over this. Got a release date. <laughs> so fun. Yes. So fun. I've played monster hunter. I played all of them on the 3ds. Oh, wow. And with friends, it's untouchable, dude. It's so hilarious, especially because of how they stylize the game. Like, have you ever seen, video of like the guys running away from monsters no <laughs> so when, whenever you're running and and i guess the game just detects it but whenever a monster is charging at you and you run away your character model runs like really weird <laughs> like he's like oh god <laughs> he's just running like this and then uh, it's just you need to watch more footage of this but the fact that it's coming in january is perfect because january is that weird lull month yeah where i mean think about when bloodborne released in february of 2015 like that was a perfect time for it to release because there was nothing else out, and it kind of gives, you know, focus to games like this. Right. And, oh yeah. Ah, uh, this was easily the the best thing to come out of TGS. Uh, that's not very far away at all. Yeah. I might play some other Monster Hunter to to get prepared, but this is the first like legitimate console Monster Hunter. So it being this close, that's our already early game of the year contender. That's just me. Well, not really just me, actually. Critics will probably agree, too. Right. All the Monster Hunter games have gotten nines and tens. It's pretty cool. Now, assuming this game doesn't get delayed, this goes back with, um, if you guys go to theinnergamer.net slash read, I wrote an an article last week about this idea of how I think the game should condense their, like, announcement to release window. So this is a good example of that. Like, Monster Hunter World was just announced at E3 this year. And now we're going to see it in January 2018, which is like, what, six, seven months span? About that, yeah. Good one. I love that. Like, I want to yeah. see more of that happen. Like, because you get this in, 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 like, crazy amount of excitement. 
And then here it's like, oh my gosh, it's coming out like right now. And then yeah. you're going to play it and you don't lose that steam. You don't lose that energy. Your, your, like, your hype doesn't get out of control right, for the game. Right. Because, and like, yeah. And it doesn't lag behind like, you know, the South Park game that's coming out. In October, sure. You know, like, we'll see. You know? Oh, like it's man. Ga- stuff like that. Yeah. It, it really highlights the fact that seeing a company just on course and doing it right, it just shines that much brighter. Doing it right. Everybody so what else came out of Tokyo Game Show? Uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 is Ooh. coming out in early 2018. Have any of you guys ever played Dynasty Warriors? Uh, yeah. Like, that's a huge, like, brand, but I've yeah. never played one. Loved I've it. I've dabbled. Yeah, they're okay. fun. Yeah, dabbled. Cool. They just need cool. to bring a uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball over here. That'll be happy. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually <laughs> did have played that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. JK, JK. Shameless. Absolutely yeah. shameless. There, there's one other game that, I mean, I could care less about this game, but there's a something called Shadows of the Colossus PS4 remake uh, coming out. Like, uh, they got a uh, trailer for that. I knew I'd get some responses from that. How so, dare you? How dare you? Did you guys see this trailer and watch it oh, in it's very multiple good. times? It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's mm. very yeah. good. It's amazing. Awesome. I, I I was wondering if they were going to do a new trailer, and the fact that they did just solidifies just how brilliant this is going to be. Bringing completely. sexy back. Oh, yeah. bringing sexy right oh, the yeah. fuck back, man. I, did, I cannot wait. Oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. As long as they fix the stupid camera. Yeah. I will be that, yeah. so yeah. happy. I wonder if this will, even though it is a remake, I wonder if this will be considered in uh, Game of the Year conversations when it does come out, though. I don't know. I feel like it's getting to the point now where I will say yes. We kind of have to <laughs> start. I don't know. Like, how? Putting them in their own category. It's like weird. I, I think it would be a category. Like, best. Shoot fighter game, best remastered game is yeah. now a new category that's rising up because there's so many games that are getting best remastered. Best reimagined franchise or something yeah. like that. I w- yeah, I, I mean, it, it would be in the running for game of the year because I mean, Shadow of the Colossus was just so fucking amazing. Yeah, you know? and then and then it it gets another chance. <laughs> I like it for people okay. like me who I've never played it and hearing about it. Like I I'm cannot not wait go back to the old versions. So. I want to oh be God. there when you play this game for the first time. We should, we should like make a video of it. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. It'd be Reaction awesome. video. Yeah. That'd be great. So good. So, um, yeah, there, there was a bunch of other things that were announced Tokyo game show, but nothing like super huge. There was some VR stuff for PSVR that was announced, mm. but I think these were like the biggest ones. Um, so, yeah, that's Tokyo Game Show. Pretty sweet. Next story we have, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the games as a service model, which is a new thing that's getting more and more common with games like Destiny and Fortnite does it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Overwatch technically has a games as a service, even though it was a paid game. Um, Square Enix, the guys behind lots of games such as Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts oh and all that. They are now embracing that games as a service model as of coming up in the, the future here, you know, next next future games. Like they haven't ever done it before, but now they are embracing it and jumping into it. So we're seeing more and more of these games do a games as a service. One mainly for profit, I feel like, because yeah. it just generates oh, yeah. so much revenue. Yeah. But um it's just interesting to see them do it because this is out of left field for them, I think. Um. So yeah, how do you guys feel about this? Um, uh, I hope Square Enix doesn't fuck up the model. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm I've always been a fan of Square Enix and a lot of their games. Like I've I've played so many Final Fantasies, not so much the ones as of late, but prior mm-hmm. years I've played a lot of fi- uh, uh, Final Fantasy stuff from Square Enix. So this, the news of them wanting to embrace the games of, as a service model, I'm going to have to see that model first before I buy in. Right. Sure. I am cautiously optimistic, though. Like I, I, I would imagine that they could do it justice. They could do it with a, like a, a new IP or yeah. just an uh, old existing one. Well, it's interesting because you know, like games as a service, you basically have to have a multiplayer game. Like single player, it's almost impossible unless you're like Borderlands. I feel like could maybe make it happen. Um, Destiny yeah. has kind of made it happen, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of story components to it. But Square Enix, like, I feel like a lot of their games are single player. Um, but they have the game Left Alive that they announced, a shooter game that may have some kind of like online component to it that will integrate this kind of games as a service model. Um, and they're adding online multiplayer through Final Fantasy 15. Right. So yeah. that's going to be a thing that they're going to do. So they're experimenting with it. But I could see them releasing an IP like next year, like you said, that's going to be this is yeah. our games as a service. This is our game as game. a service game. Yeah. Yeah. I would be looking forward to Final it. Fantasy World. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, they've done it online, I guess. So they've done that before, but mm-hmm. better because I heard that wasn't very good. Did you guys play fan- the the MMO Final Fantasy? Man, I I played it back when it came out, and I, those were just the days where I had a really shitty internet yeah. connection. So it's the reason why I didn't really get to play Star Wars Galaxies. You know, right? It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Last story we have today: we have Bethesda. The creators of Fallout and many, many other games like um, Skyrim and mm-hmm. all the other Elder Scrolls. Yeah, other I think even the uh, Evil Within games, right? Yes, they yeah. they they're coming out with a new one. Yeah, um, they want to make more games on the Switch. Yeah. They've embraced the console and they're like, "Man, this is awesome!" So we've already announced that Doom and Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus are coming to the Switch next year. Um, Skyrim obviously is coming to the Switch. And they're like, hey, let's do it. More games. So yeah. I'm curious to see what they do with this. I, I hope that they make a, a Switch exclusive style game. Yes. Yeah. I really cool. do. I, I think I think this is just such great news to see Bethesda really embracing this console and really reaching out to show like this is like this is this is the type of console that's great for gamers on the go. This is something that we could really utilize and make something that would be amazing. I, I I I'm so thrilled to see this. This is just so refreshing. Bethesda's are really in, they've been really catching my attention lately, both as a publisher and a developer, because they are one of the few AAA companies that fully embraces new technologies before anybody else does. Like they're the first to bring three AAA titles to virtual reality, and now they're bringing these games to the Switch, which is new technology. Like we haven't yeah. seen a real AAA game other than Nintendo games come to the Switch, I like that they take these risks and see how they can develop for these new models that will hopefully have a huge bright future ahead of them. Oh, so. yeah. And I think it's great for Nintendo because they are they seem to be shedding the whole idea of Nintendo consoles are only family-friendly. Right. They're catering also to gamers that are above the age of 13. Right. And uh, they want to yeah. play something a little bit more serious. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, you know, Mario plus Rabbids is great, but it's got this this fun, colorful right. feeling that sometimes I get a little bit sick of. 
Yeah. Just because it's 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 too sweet and saccharine, yeah. you know. <laughs> I just I want to I want to see one of those rabbits just bleed once in a while. <laughs> oh my God, you know. <laughs> I mean, they're called rabbits for a reason, right? Like they should yeah, be, just be rabid, maniacal, crazy yeah. things. Yeah. No, no, I I love that game, but but I, I yeah. would. I mean, especially you know with Doom coming to the Switch, it'll be nice to see some gore on my. My, right. my little handheld screen yeah. with my little colorful controllers, yeah. my joy cans, <laughs> punching um, the shit out of demons. Awesome. Sorry, got so we don't have anything to announce on this yet, but next podcast, we have some exciting news coming from Red Dead Redemption because they said that Ooh. I think the day that this podcast That's, comes yeah, when out, this, when this podcast likely, airs, there will be in something. The future of so I'll probably post it to Facebook because I feel like it's that important we just have to know we have to share it keep an eye out fast folks. yeah keep an eye out yeah so that'll be some coming. news coming or, from rockstar know, we, could, we could just jump the gun and say wow that trailer was amazing Woo. right now it was so Ooh. good that's a, <laughs> we were the first yeah. we were the first i feel like we did y'all see that part where that one guy shot the pistol with the oh, pistol yeah, and, yeah. The, and the way his hand moved on the trigger yes Dog, oh, get out of here. how about that music though huh with the banjo Oh, I can't believe he's back. Wow. <laughs> I never thought that he'd be back. <laughs> Surprise. He's back. There's so many people you yeah. could say. That, and that's, that gameplay that's, reveal. That's why it's open. That gameplay reveal. Oh, wow. man. Oh, man. Mm. Did you that, see the... That sunset. The way the, way the text... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the text was... We're good. really riding this out. We are oh, really man. trying to milk this. Did you see graphics on that thing? Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh man! See, see the way that that the blade of grass just like swayed in the wind. It's dumb. It's over now. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna be it it for our video game news. If there's something that we miss talking about, if there's something you want to share on one of our stories from this week, we want to hear from you at hello at dinnergamer.net. We will be back right after this with our discussion topic on Destiny. It's gonna be cool. We're gonna be comparing Destiny One versus Destiny Two. Stay tuned. It's gonna be exciting. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Hello, welcome back, everybody. Today we have our discussion topic on the differences and the improvements on Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about Destiny, recapping like what we feel about it as a sequel. But now we're going to go back and look at the original, which... Obviously, you've heard has many flaws, and oh. Oh. look at how it's improved and or changed with this new Destiny Two. So, let's just start with uh, opening up to overall looking at the grand picture. I feel like we all agree at this table, Destiny Two is a better game. Mm-hmm. Oh, wildly, wildly better, wildly game. better game. They took the ideas that were really good from the first one, and they evolved them into something greater. And they took the really terrible parts of the first one, and they just threw them in the fucking garbage yeah. bin where they belonged. <laughs> so the first question I want to ask you guys, which was something that was looming over me leading up when they first revealed the game to even now, is that Destiny 2 largely feels like Destiny. It looks like Destiny. It feels like Destiny. Right. It they're On the forefront, it feels like the same game yes. with just modifications throughout. Are you okay with that? Have you ever had any reservations in regards to that idea? To begin, I before playing the game and before playing the beta, I 
figured it was going to feel like an expansion pack, basically. Okay. And uh, even yeah. playing the beta, it kind of did uh, because you had a lot of the same classes, um, a disappointing amount of like not new classes. Um, the the same classes were fitted with the same skills for the most part. Uh, they just kind of revamped some stuff, it felt like. But getting into the game, it, it actually it felt a lot more complete. Like, I felt like I got what I was owed the first time around. Like, yes, it still felt like the same game, but not in a bad way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, not so much as an expansion, but more of an extension of what was good. Yeah. It's the destiny we've all been wanting. Yeah. I think is what, what what was happening. So let's start with the the world. So we have the first destiny. We had our planets. We had earth, different section of earth. We had, um, we have a Saturn, one of Saturn's moons, right? Yeah. I I can't remember what it was. Venus, of course. The wizard that came from the moon. Yeah. The moon. Yeah. And uh, we had those worlds. And then now we have a whole brand new set of worlds. We also have Earth, but we're on a different section of Earth. So how do you guys feel about the world building from the first game to this game? With world building, uh, I mean, you've really got to think about the, the, the atmosphere that you're thinking of when creating a world. And each one has to be very distinct and has to be... Um, it ha- they all have to feel lived in. Um, the problem with the first game, at least from my standpoint, was every planet felt very bland. Every planet yeah. felt... It, it didn't feel lived in. Like, yeah, you see dilapidated buildings and collapsed societies, but none of it felt genuine to me. It all right. felt like it was just... It, it felt like a video game ruined city. It didn't feel like it was yeah. a place that used to be lived in. I feel right. like I feel like the only exception there would be the moon. Just because it, it, it felt like the moon, but yeah. in that it wasn't entirely exciting. Correct. Like, it was, it was all, like, yeah. we put some stuff on the moon. <laughs> it was a pretty map. It's the moon. Except for being like super gray. Look at that. Yeah. The hives on the moon. Hey, look up there. You see that blueberry? That's us. That's us. <laughs> um... While in <laughs> Destiny 2, with every single planet, we actually, to me, it feels much more realized. Mm-hmm. It feels very much, it feels more authentic. Um, I mean, just given the just giving the examples, the, the differences between Earth from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2. Destiny 1, oh, man. like, it, it, again, it, it felt very bland. It felt two-dimensional. Yeah. And Destiny 2 on Earth, like, I, I see... I see the implications of all the different factions being there. I see mm-hmm. I see them leaving their markings on buildings or the churches and I yeah. see the I see the the guardians trying to take back certain areas because I see their fortifications uh being made here and there. So it 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 all, it all feels much more realized to me. Yeah, it really feels like a land outside of the travelers protection yeah oh absolutely yeah. you know oh like, very much a very dangerous war yeah. zone you're in very a dangerous. dead zone man yeah yeah i love how when you drop in like the first game when you drop into the patrol zone or whatever that was just 
empty. Like there was nothing going on. You maybe see like two or three people, but now you drop in that church and the EDZ, like that is yeah. Like there's stuff dropping in that's everywhere. A, there's bad guys. There's combat happening. That's and I'm a like, really what good are these point. People you can like, drop in one, right in the middle of yeah. a public event. Yeah, the first yeah. one really felt like like you drop into Earth and it's like, hey, let's give the let's give the guardians a space to just kind of look around and get their bearings. This one's like, okay, they drop in and shit's going down. Yeah, yeah. It's seriously, happening. seriously, get into it. It's yeah. like I'm trying to get to an adventure. You're like, and I'm like, oh my like, gosh, oh, there's I, this, I, this, this. I want to go do this mission real quick because it's it's going to be something I need in order to get a maybe a, a possible stuff for my. To, oh God, a public event and they've made it heroic. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I think I think the funny thing about that that area. This is a small side note. It's like you've got Devrim K up in that up in that church and he's got a sniper rifle and he's looking down, but you never really see him help, do you? I know. No, like he he's just looking no. through his cross says, Good job, Guardian. You're doing a great. <laughs> Great stuff there. He's just I'll observing. make you some tea. Oops, I drank it all. You know? <laughs> all the while, you're like, a little help. little hey, help. little help. Sweet sniper with some deer on the scope that you carved there. Does it work? No. <laughs> Are you just out of ammo and don't want to admit it? Do I need to throw one of these little white boxes up at you? You dick. I can help for tokens, Guardian. Can I just say, I feel like... The amount of times I have to go up that rubble to get to him, yeah. they needed it. They should have built a flipping elevator so I can just <laughs> like just go up there, you know, like not yeah. have to do the work, just go straight up. That'd be awesome. Give me an elevator. That's all I need. Um, yeah, I really like I really like the planets in this game, and the, they feel a lot more fleshed out. But I will say, I still feel like there's they they do feel reminiscent of the old planets in a bad way. Like you've got you've got earth you've got your fallen planet it feels like oh earth. yeah and then you've got your cabal planet yeah on and, and then you've got your, your uh the the vex the, the vex, nessus the feels vex a one. lot yeah, like that, venus yeah. but i think the exception is titan you know we haven't seen like this derelict oil in the middle of the ocean the of yeah a yeah fucking ocean and there's yeah. all this lore about crazy worms that are just oh boy just waiting to kill you or maybe, oh yeah who knows yeah no, it, it's it's really cool the diversity. I mean, I love Nessus specifically. I love oh, the yeah. colors in there. I I had stumbled upon like the the trees area when I was doing mm. an adventure, and I was like climbing through trees and finding bat like Vex up there while there was like a public event going on down like way off in the distance. But I was in the middle of an adventure, so I didn't want to like head over there. But just seeing that world, like seeing that scope of the land and seeing different activities happening in that space. Yeah. As I'm exploring, that was that, really cool. That organic radiolarian fluid that the yeah. vex actually live on, and you can die in. Yeah, no, I hate that stuff. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, so let's talk about the story a little bit. Let's jump into the the story bit. So Destiny One, no story, no story, not, not so much. You I mean, had grimoire cards, like it was there, there wasn't much, but they didn't really care to show you. Yeah, you knew the darkness. You knew the traveler. You knew that there was bad guys everywhere. I honestly couldn't tell you what we were doing or yeah. why we were doing it no i still don't know yeah the black the black garden story from destiny one like from the from the main campaign the black garden was obviously a very weak story we can attribute that to whatever the fuck we want to say it was the writers quitting halfway through right uh the the new team coming in and not exactly knowing what it was that they were supposed to be doing oh them too huh <laughs> uh, um what, what whatever the case is you want to say for destiny one story it lacked they just wanted to get through it so we could get to the raid as well as get to the rest of the DLCs that were going to really punch up the story, which right. it, it eventually did. Like, we got story eventually. It was nice. It was good. Um, 
But then you also have that the portions of the story from Destiny One that were very frustrating. Grimoire cards. Yeah, you you had to literally leave the game and go to a website to read lore and read story and mm-hmm. narrative about mm-hmm. the game you're playing. Destiny Two really utilizes one of the best mechanics I think that can be used to help tell a story, and that is having your ghost scan areas, which they did with the last uh, the the Taken King DLC. Right. Right. Where you could scan certain areas or certain objects, they've re they've really punched that uh, mechan- that little element up in Destiny Two, and I think that that is a wonderful way to have exploratory mm-hmm. uh, narrative uh, and story in your game. Environmental storytelling. I, I was going to say, yeah. I'm going yeah. to yeah. throw it back to our environmental storytelling. It, uh, it feels segment. immersive. Yeah, it's yeah. Mu- it's mu- you you. You as the player feel much more involved when you're having your ghost scan this thing and have them telling you have have the ghost telling you what he's finding out about that that thing. Yeah. That he's scanning. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I like that, you know, mixing the world and the story together. Like once you I mean you have the story bits that you have to do. You go through, you have to unlock this planet, you do some missions there, and you go through that actual story process. But then once you get into the dead zone and you can start going through these like the adventures are such a welcome addition for me over the fetch and grab side quests that they used to have yeah like they have that with this but now you actually get story bits where it's like oh you have this knight that is doing this ritual and you don't know what the ritual is you got to chase them down and figure out what kind of crazy ritual they're trying to do and understand that part to better understand how this particular race you know goes about their ways yeah and um i I think that's really interesting and it makes me want to do those things like i actually want to check those things Mm -hmm. off my list and then like finding these lost sectors you know that are scattered throughout the world like that's a cool addition where you actually get rewarded for exploration some of them are discovered through adventures but you can just like travel around be like oh here there's this area you found it and then you get loot at the end of it which is also really nice so you can take out some bad guys and get some loot and there's learn just, a little bit more about the space that they yeah. have and there's so much to actually do i mean the adventures there's even a a mission that starts explaining the story behind the raid and i think that's awesome oh really yeah yeah i i couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it is but you're introduced yeah. to emperor callus and i find that raid part so interesting because the just the the art style of that raid oh is so God. different than the rest of the it's world gorgeous. that they built like and it's huge. Yeah, I can't wait to jump into it. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some progression a little bit. So for the progression system, I think that's the for me one of the biggest changes in this game because oh, yeah. I mean this game is all about loot and upgrading your armor and getting yep. new things and all that. And there was a point where you know you collect like light wasn't affected necessarily by armor. Like right, Destiny One, like originally, yeah, we, you yeah. got light by playing the game, yeah, yeah but correct. it wasn't done by armor. No. But then they like completely switched the system around. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, now you get armor and weapons, and then that upgrades it. But the issue was you didn't often get what you needed. Right, it was it was pretty difficult. It, it was, was a yeah. huge, very grind. difficult. It was not good. Now I feel like it's just you're constantly swapping stuff out, oh, and yeah. getting new gear and new things that you can upgrade in advance. But they've there's so many systems that they've changed. Like, first of all, 
like the token system. Every yeah. planet, every oh, yeah. person you go to has a token system. Destiny and that's how you build your reputation reputation. Loves the tokens. And the was, tokens and the whatever you can quote unquote farm on that whatever element it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and my friends just call them the flowers. <laughs> they're, they're just just generic collectibles some of the time. I think in this game you've got data lattice and uh dusk light. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Al- alkane dust. I think those are three of them. Fancy words. Yeah, yeah, for spin metal. Right, know. yeah. Um, so I'm trying to remember, Destiny 1, how did you increase your reputation with these different people? I can't remember now. You had like, the, what was that process? You had the shader that you could wear, mm-hmm. and then you had the then you had the actual faction banner that you had. Right. What about we like Crucible? Even, like, Crucible yeah, was just by have, playing, we right? We don't even have factions yet. It's coming on Tuesday. Right. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. But you know we had the crypt arc. Yeah, right. you would you would ro- go you'd go collect a bunch of engrams, then you'd go to the crypt arc, and it would slowly level him up, and then he'd, he'd give you something. And most of the time, that would be just garbage, just hot garbage, right. hot, gar- hot garbage, hot garbage. Yeah. Um, this one, there's none of that. Uh, the crypt arc doesn't even have a reputation. Nope. Uh, the there's vanguard reputation, which you know you do strikes and you complete uh, challenges while just doing. Random stuff on worlds. There's dailies, and you get tokens, and that increases the reputation. And then there's a Banshee Forty Four, the gunsmith. Every time you uh, dismantle a weapon, you get weapon parts, and you turn in those weapon parts to Banshee Forty Four, and he gives you an Engram. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's something well I I like about that, where you used to have yeah. to use the weapon parts to buy certain weapons, mm-hmm. and they've got rid of that. Now you just use the weapon parts for one mass. Like, let's upgrade your reputation with this guy and at the end you get a legendary engram which comes with a bunch of stuff like yeah you get, yeah sometimes you cool. get you get some really nice things uh but i think the best thing about banshee 44 is that he sells weapon mods and right. armor mods which honestly like you can only really get once you're 280 yeah so the progression in this game is very consistent up until you're about 260 265 and that's where it begins to slow down because your engrams start dropping at 260. So yeah. you have to start burning exotics or getting lucky and finding things in the raid or during the nightfall or from milestones, which milestones are very, very common. Uh, they're weekly events that you do with your characters. Right. And uh, whenever you turn 280, you can start putting these purple legendary mods into uh, armor and weapons, and that adds plus five uh, damage or armor increasing your light level and it's just, it's it's a constant you're constantly chasing that dragon still <laughs> but it's it's a lit it it feels more it feels better it feels yeah. a lot better it does it around. doesn't feel as monotonous um it also feels more rewarding when you do have it happen oh yeah oh it's yeah. much more rewarding than the first time because when it would happen in destiny one when you would finally get something that helped push your light level up or you finally got the weapon that was that that, that, uh, that you were looking for you felt <laughs> you felt kind of spiteful about finally getting it that you were like, fuck it, yeah. finally, stupid game yeah. not giving me this stupid shit. Yeah. And while this while Destiny 2, like you feel accomplished and rewarded. It the, the the rewards feel like rewards. And so it's very satisfying now. Up to a point. Up to a point. Up, up to, to a point. point. I, I will concede that. I'm at I'm at that part where I'm light level three oh four and I all I need are gauntlets and a cloak. And 
It's just not oh, happening. Oh, man. It's just not oh, happening. Oh, man. It's just yeah, not I, happening. I started my third Hunter character so that I can do the Nightfall again and uh, going to try to play the hard Nightfall. And the Nightfalls this time around, I think that's definitely something we should talk about. The strikes are the strikes are great. The strikes don't have any challenging thing. But the Nightfall this time around, it used to be in Destiny 1, we had you'd go in and there would be like like your melees do more damage. Yeah. You yeah. do more damage when jumping in the air. Oh, yeah. and by the way, arc damage does a lot more damage. Yeah, so you it got everything arc. You got you got your flavors. Yeah. What's this what's time, the weekly flavor? Yeah, this time around there's a lot of different stuff. First off, I think the most important thing to note is that the nightfall is on a timer. <laughs> and they have ways of keeping the timer going by adding seconds. Uh, the first week it was every time you kill an enemy, you get like somewhere in the neighborhood of three to seven seconds back. And uh, the other bonus, I call, I like to call them bonuses, even though they're just kick, just huge kicks in the nuts, um, <laughs> was uh, something called Prism, where the flavor of the month was the flavor of the, like, 15 seconds. Every 15 seconds, it's called Prism. It just rotates through the elements. So you have to have, like, make sure your class, for instance, is a solar class, and then you have your secondary weapon which again I, I, i'm backtracking but they changed instead of having primaries with elements on them primaries right. are just now strictly kinetic weapons and your right. secondary weapons are energy weapons and then power weapons um that took me way longer than it should have to realize by the way i was like light level 280 and i was like whoa look at that yeah i was but, i was i was struggling with that too yeah. i was like why do i have auto rifles in two different categories man, here? and i was like oh I wait there's special stuff i can't here. wait to get a primary with electric man it's gonna be yeah. like a solo supercell i'm gonna be so hard <laughs> but but yeah the nightfall prism is like like every 15 seconds or so it'll be like like oh it's arc damage right now so start start going in with arc and then oh it's solar damage and uh it was it was challenging but it was fun because it the first week they kind of had an issue to where it would say solar burn and then it would just go away. <laughs> but they updated it to where like it would say solar burn and then it would stay on the screen instead of like everybody having to be like, okay, solar, solar, solar. What was the burn? What's the burn? It's solar, solar. Is it arc yet? I got my super ready. No, it's solar. Oh God. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. 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 Like, Oh God, you just activated your Palpatine. Nobody needs that right now. It's solar burn. But, um, that that's different. Like the the nightfall this week is there are these uh these anomalies that are floating in the air and you shoot them and that's that adds an extra thirty seconds to the timer and uh this nightfall is real bullshit but <laughs> I, <laughs> that's just that's just the way of it man uh there's a there's an exotic weapon called the Rat King and you have to finish with uh, five minutes left on the clock and it's real difficult on this one uh, is that the hand cannon. It's a yeah. It's a it's a sidearm actually. Or a sidearm, uh, yeah. A, a primary sidearm, which was interesting at first. Uh, it's really great. You know, the the more people in your group that have the Rat King, the more powerful it becomes. It stacks up to six times, and every time you oh, shoot wow. an enemy, every time you kill an enemy and then reload, you go invisible. So it's really great for like the raid and stuff to where where you need to stand in a specific spot and not get shot to fuck. <laughs> which probably happens all the time. Oh boy, <laughs> dude! It's a nightfall. I know. It's just yeah. a it's a constant kick in the dick. Constant, yeah. I feel like I've already experienced that and I haven't even played it a nightfall yet. So I don't know what to expect when I jump into it's, that. You'll have fun, but you're also gonna have to stay on your toes, you know. I mean, it's it's destiny, man. Yeah. Destiny man. Yeah. Destiny is That's so cool. Something that <laughs> like is there I mean, what game do you feel like compares Halo? to this? 
Well, yeah, I mean, but like from an overall like perspective of, um, it's like Diablo game. shooter. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, just because there aren't many. I mean, this is very MMO in yeah. every sense of the word, yeah. except yeah. for the fact that it's a shooter. Yeah, that you're playing, and it's a fucking good shooter too. It yeah. is a, it's a very good, good shooter. I mean, they've they've taken this this one even. Toy I mean, like I, th- I didn't think it could get any better, but I feel like it's even gotten better. Yeah. Um, with this this version, which is really cool. Although the melee and the crucible sometimes feels like bullshit. Like I go to swipe at some guy, and then I'm swiping at air, and then he's <laughs> behind me, and he's like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, no, I you I'll agree. like I I was always so happy with the warlock melee and crucible, and I was always like, "You can be ten yards away, and I will still hit you." And yeah. now I'm like, I have to be up in his nose hairs for me to like make this work, and it's just not good. I I feel like it may be my internet, but like I'll go to swipe at someone, and the animation will start. And then he will have already punched me, and I'm dead. And <laughs> well, I'm like, what, fuck him. What in the dick was that? <laughs> what in the dick? But I'm getting off topic. Yeah. So, Raid, you've played oh, the Raid, Charlie. Charlie. Just wet my throat here. Jesus. <laughs> so, you've played all of the Raids, I'm sure, from Destiny 1. And right, right, right. now we've yeah. got the Destiny 2 Raid. How does this compare to the Destiny 1 Raids? Well, I mean, it's... It's a lot more grandiose. I think the whole idea of this raid is uh, the keyword is opulence. Uh, it's yeah. it's an emperor's palace uh, made of like gold and ivory and exotic planetary gems. In fact, there's like this this ramp leading up to the boss's room, Emperor Callus, uh, that's made out of. It looks just like a, a solid floor of liquid amethyst. Jesus or something Christ. like like it's just so <laughs> rich and gaudy it's it the whole place is 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 awesome and there's there's these tunnels that you can basically move around the entire raid through these little sewer tunnels and like aqueduct tunnels um it's 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 all really exciting you know like it's a classic raid where there are these elements of the raid where you have to basically prove yourself in like let's say three trials basically and each of these trials requires a tight level of teamwork communication and almost unerring execution um it it's forgiving in some aspects but you really have to be on your game uh you know the the recommended light level is 270 to go into the raid but i would i would say 285 would be a safe yeah, bet. Yeah, their their recommended minimum, I'm using air quotes yeah, right now. Their recommended minimum is absolute horseshit. It's very hard <laughs> at, at like 300. It's very hard. Um and there are there are of course, you know, tons of videos out there you can watch like easy strategy guide for the pleasure gardens and the raid, you know, and it it works some of the time, but I mean it really just the, it's it's the destiny raid and it's, it needs to be it, teamwork. It always has boiled down. It's something I've loved about this game, even from Destiny One. The raids have always been about cooperative teamwork, right? Or and I, cheesing, sometimes cheesing, sometimes cheesing. But even then, some of the <laughs> some of the areas of cheese were just not. Yeah, like a a, a warlock bomb pushing. Yeah, oh, the guy on a, a second cliff. cheesing. I don't. I'm not familiar right, with this so, term. So it's it's kind of like a glitch where. Uh, Hell, their words. They, uh, they the, really wanted the game to be hard, but you yeah. use a little, a little tweak. Not, not even a tweak, but they didn't foresee the boss reacting in a certain way, or there certain, was, uh, or certain puzzles being manipulated in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, there was a the the best 
that I can think of is was Atheon. He was the final. Was he the final boss? He was Atheon. Yeah, yeah. He was the final boss, and basically all that would be necessary would be for the warlock to pop his super right. And Atheon starts off like behind Atheon. He's this huge vex dude. Behind him is just like nothing. He just has to start walking forward. But the warlock pops his super and throws it at the guy's feet. And the guy says, whoa, that's hot. And he backs up and he just falls off the map. And that's the boss fight. Oh yeah, my God. Done. Just done. <laughs> and it was... There it was, was the... It the, was amazing. Well, there was the Crota's End uh, that people did for the bridge, uh, yeah. the bridge puzzle. Where you had to... Oh, I mean, man. essentially, you had to coordinate how many people could cross the bridge at any given time. And you had all the, uh-huh. the pillars that would yeah. absolutely wreck your shit <laughs> if you stepped out of the <laughs> ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there was so like it was a big cooperative puzzle piece. Like oh, it man. was huge. There was there was I remember that one. There was one where you had to sneak through some darkness and stay away from some guys. It's it's kind of fuzzy in my mind, but no, I remember that. There was there was a way that hunters could like vault over. Yeah, a huge wall. Hunters could vault over, or you could start with just two people who were alive for the puzzle of the bridge, and like it would just teleport everybody to the other side. Yeah, you're like yeah. well. Oh, all right. Fuck. I guess. I guess we're doing this. I guess we're done. There's so far in uh, in the Leviathan raid, I have not seen anything like that. Um, which I, I'm I'm honestly glad for. Yeah. On one hand, it it has taken us like we we played from 10:30 p.m. to 6:30 a.m. Jesus straight. Christ! And that that only got us to the boss. And then we we played like 30 45 minutes on the boss, and somebody was like, "Dude, I'm fucking beat. I gotta call it." And nobody gave him shit because everybody was dead. Yeah, it's a, it's um, six thirty a.m. Yeah. Charlie, um, that's that was insane, and that was the, that was the first time we we ran it. Um, and uh, <laughs> interesting. The, the second time, yeah, the second time we ran it, we knew the we knew the mechanics, and we were able to cut a couple hours off that. But it was still just incredibly hard, especially because we had uh, we had some people that were new, and we we just had to explain everything. And uh, there's a whole process to knowing what to do to translating how to actually do it in these raids. Right. Because it's, you know, it's, it's easy to know, like, I guess a theorem for a mathematical problem, but to use it in practical applications is a completely different thing. You know? Yeah. Um, but God, yeah, the, the raids are great. Uh, the gear doesn't look goofy or anything. Yeah. There's, um, that's, that's one thing I'll say is just, I, I'm so absolutely pleased that the gear not i have yet to see um an armor set that i'm like that's fucking stupid and goofy take yeah. it off yeah uh, it's 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 more just like yeah yeah right. yeah that looks solid now we're talking i'd like to know how many armor sets that they made for this game Ooh, you know at uh, the hunter class a lot of it seems uh like the design looks pretty stupid <laughs> Uh, to be honest, uh, yeah, the the helmets all look like uh, I don't know if you've seen, uh, you probably have, Empire Strikes Back. Um, but <laughs> Wait, what's that? Yeah, yeah, right, right. No, but where uh, where Princess Leia is masquerading as the bounty hunter and she's got the yeah. visor. Mm-hmm. That's every fucking hunter helmet. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they all they all they all look like the Ubi's. Uh, yeah, uh, bounty hunters helmets. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 most of them are like that. There's some really cool ones which they're like you look like a knight. That's kind of awesome. Uh, the exotic helmets look better, um, but for the most part, there's even oh my god, oh my god the 
the Night Stalker subclass oh. has this picture of the Night Stalker shooting the bow in the background. Right. And you'll have to look this up because it's got the hunter with this visor on. But honestly, the, the visor is like like a big white block over the brow and the cheeks of the hunter's face with like a white slit in between. But then there's like these two little lights above the visor and it looks like a fucking monkey's face. And I just can't, I can't, I can't fucking deal with it. Like it's so like every time I look at it, I'm just like, Oh my God, that fucking monkey, man. Like, I <laughs> like I'm like, I love this class. It's my favorite class, but oh, the monkey, it drives me insane. Um, and you know, like, like the, my buddy, is in love with this warlock helmet that looks so absurd. <laughs> it uh, it's it's a crown above the warlock's head, and it looks kind of like a like a Nazgul kind of thing, you know? Like oh, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah like is that the exotic one? Yeah, it's exotic. Oh and, uh, yeah, I know exactly which one you're some, talking. It's apparently got some sweet perks. And he's oh like, yeah, oh, I love this helmet, but every time I'm just like that stupid fucking hat. Dude. Yeah. Like it's 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 huge. Like it looks it's like gaudy. a big fruit basket. No, it is it is gaudy as all hell. And there's this this Titan helmet that's got these huge fucking rabbit ears that makes no <laughs> sense to me. Like my buddy brought it into the crucible and I was like, dude, that's a huge target. Like it's long on the forehead and on the on the face. It is a long helmet. Um but there's there's also some some very, very good designs on the armor. Some of it looks really cool, but some of it is just like Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that fucking monkey face. And that fucking mo- <laughs> and you are stuck on that. I don't I don't think you realize how upset I am about that cuz I get it. It's so I get it. It's 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 a cannot unsee kind of thing, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I'm getting way off topic here. The raids are great. The raids are great. <laughs> awesome. Well, I would say let's like talk about other things cuz there's so much more to like we haven't even talked about the subclasses and the differences with that, but right. I don't I don't want to that's go a, on too long because we've honestly talked like a, a whole, lot about that's it. That's a whole podcast. That's a whole, that's a whole podcast. podcast. Yeah. 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 So starting Shit. next week, we'll be starting our Destiny only. Oh my God. Um, Why I hate the monkey face. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we just cover a different armor set. Like, One hundred twenty thousand subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One hundred twenty thousand subscribers. Uh, for, I thought it was just me. <laughs> for the record, listeners, that's not how we think you sound. That's how I sound. Right. Exactly. So we all love you. So if you guys Some have angels. any opinions or comments about Destiny 2 and how it's changed from Destiny 1, please let us know. You can uh, email us at holothenergamer.net and give us your feedback or also comment on one of our many social channels. If there's something you want to hear us talk about, please also let us know. Holothenergamer.net. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about our video game releases and close out the podcast. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to The Inner Gamer. All right, everybody, looking forward to next week. Let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. We have got a lot. Five games. A lot. Yes. Got a lot dropping. We're in that storm, man. We're in the storm. Wow. It is here. On September 29th, we have the long anticipated Cuphead for Xbox One and PC. All right. Cuphead is basically a run-and-gun action game focused on boss battles inspired by cartoons of the 1930s. We've seen a lot of this game yep. everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Are you guys, are, like, now that it's finally here, is this something you guys are going to pick up? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
friggin' lootly. Yeah. Um, I'm just uh, I'm just a little scared, guys, because I, am. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get past that first tutorial jump. <laughs> I mean, I hear it's the Dark Souls of platforming. That's fine. Is it really? Did you not did you not hear about this? No. Holy shit. I mean, I know it's like there really was, hard. No, but... there was a there was a quote unquote video game reviewer yeah. that tried to review the game, but he couldn't get past the tutorial. <laughs> and this spawned a huge argument amongst the internet about how video game uh reviewers should actually know how to play video games i would suggest checking out the video because this guy he he failed over 30 times just doing the first jump wow and the, okay it was it was a huge deal i'm i'm sorry i just dropped Sounds a nuke awful. on that Sounds wow. awful. cuphead though looks amazing <laughs> I, to, to, it does to, look amazing to be honest yeah i've been looking forward to this game for a really long Same. time and uh i i don't think that anybody's actually going to have a problem with it unless right. you don't know how to play video games it's like it's like your grandpa sits down and says hi what's this sonny boy and he's not going to be great at it if he's never played a video game before like certain video game reviewers exactly so also on Just the 29th we have gundam versus for the playstation 4 this is the world famous robot series and the notorious head to head arcade smash hit. It's coming into home consoles in America for the first time. You have the mobile suits from all across the series history and brand new features exclusive to the home console release. Fans will have a chance to do two V two combat in Gundam versus. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. The junior high me is super excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm super yeah. excited, dude. Gundam is awesome. Gundam is cool. I don't know. My my brother like that used massive to build statue the, uh, in Japan of the mobile suit Gundam. Oh god! I only wish I could have. Hell that. yeah! My brother used to build the smaller versions of those with the glue and the plastic. Oh yeah! yeah. Speaking of smaller versions of things, uh, Warhammer that is a a game and a also a miniature set of yeah. stuff that you Did can those play. Too. Yeah. Um, on the 29th, Total War Warhammer 2 is coming out for the PC. This oh, is the man. sequel to the award-winning Total War Warhammer, which when it first came out, just like totally surprised me because the Total War series was so ingrained in like historical realism with their games, and they were like, "Let's throw in Warhammer into the world and the make it, it crazy and it. awesome." And this one is apparently really. It's getting. I mean, people have been saying it's really good from the hands-on. People also stuff, just love so. the Warhammer universe. And yeah, oh, man, no, it's cool. It's great. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited. So uh, October third, we are actually moving into October now, which is mind blowing. We have on October third, Battle Chasers Night War for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. This is an RPG inspired by the classic console greats, featuring deep dungeon diving. Devin would like that. Turn-based combat. Devin would like I that. Would love Presented that as well. in a classic oh JRPG format and a rich story driven by exploration of the world, which is something that who, Devin would also uh, like. Well, who this is like, like a Devin game. It, it sounds heck. like it. And a Charlie sounds, game. Yeah. And yeah. then a Louise game. Not a Brett game, probably, but I'm going to try not, Probably not a Brett game. That's okay. You know, there's, there's several alleys in the world, and this one just isn't up yours. That's just... <laughs> That's good. I like that. Up yours, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. That's what we really wanted to say there. Yeah. A game that is up my alley is Forza Motorsport 7, also coming out October 3rd for the Xbox One and PC. Oh, man. This is, I mean, I don't really have to say much about this other than it's Forza. There's 700 cars, 60 frames per second, 4K resolution, fast and racing and thrills. Forza Motorsport 7. 
that's my I love how point. I'm looking at all the the descriptions we have for all the games. I love how uh, the Forza Motorsport Seven one is the longest and also uses the most like language that makes it seem amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we can see where your allegiance lies, Brett. Yeah, well, I mean, well, this, this, I just copied this off the internet. That's this right. isn't what I wrote. That's what I they call wrote. bullshit. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, call I, I also call bullshit mm. protecting our legal rights. Well, you guys are yeah. all bullshit, okay? So Whoa. screw you guys. I'm, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. I am going to go home and play Destiny though. There That's you go. Um, so next week, what? I mean, other than Destiny, is there <laughs> any any games that you guys are? are any of these you're going to? I mean, obviously uh, we talked about Cuphead. Yeah, but yeah. Cup, Cuphead. Else? I'll pick up. I also want to play the uh, the demo for Project Octopath. That's going to be mm-hmm, do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, That's going to be something good. I, I get good. into. So yeah. probably those those three things for me. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm still gonna be chasing that dragon on Destiny <laughs> too, man. <laughs> but but Cuphead will be a very welcome respite from that. Yeah. Yeah. Very welcome. Not because Destiny Two is killing me slowly. I don't know what day it is. Time is a face on the water, but <laughs> because Cuphead. <laughs> you got all existential just this. <laughs> 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 what happened? That's funny. It's a good thing um, we're not taking video so that the <laughs> kind viewers can't see my tears. <laughs> so, Louise, you're waiting on Destiny 2 for the PC. So, what do you think you're going to be playing this week? Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, oh yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah. A new Rocket League update is also coming. So the I'm Autumn Update. Uh, yep. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I probably just play those two games. Some more PUBG, uh, as always. PUBG is freaking amazing. Yeah, I gotta get back into that. It's it's great. Yeah. I have a, I have a separate clan that I like to roll with. We're called the Butt Boys. Oh god. Uh, so if you ever wanna, wow. that's hot. Just look us up. You should bring them into the Discord channel. You know what? That's awesome. a great idea. That's a great oh, idea. You know nice. what, Lewis? I will. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and get get on my computer and Google the Butt Boys. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> You should. No, no, no repercussions search. there. <laughs> yeah, no. I won't regret that at all. Oh, man. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up our show this week. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. Please visit theinnergamer.net for our latest episodes, blogs, videos, and social channels. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. We also have a Patreon, which is a way uh, for you, our listeners, to donate to the cause so we can bring you all the great content you want to see and hear. If you do support us on Patreon, we have some awesome rewards waiting for you. Uh, signed t-shirts, being a guest here on the podcast, maybe joining us for a session of D&D. So please head over to theinnergamer.net and click donate to contribute. And that's going to wrap up our show. My name is Devin Dury. I'm Brett Yanoski. Charlie Smith. And I'm Luis Gonzalez. And you've been listening to The, the Inner Gamer! Yeah! <laughs> Boy! Uh.
He's been uh, saving I need that. To add that. Uh, yeah, are you gonna finish that croissant? <laughs> croissant. <laughs> croissant. 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 So dumb, dude.